This is John from Georgia. I want to know what the fuck is going on with Pat McAfee and the other boys. Somebody, he's quit. Yeah, he is. He quit. How in the fuck do y'all lose the only cat that can carry a radio program on this goddamn station? <laughs> well, Joe, he quit. My name ain't goddamn Joe. <laughs> oh, what's your name? John from Georgia. I said it twice. John, he quit. The cocksucker answered the phone the first time, and then I told you. Okay. John, <laughs> so he quit. He, 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 he ain't on the radio no more. He's done. He's gone. Yes, he quit. That's what happens when you quit. Yeah. There's an opening, though, John, if you're interested. John, how do you like Georgia's schedule this year? <laughs> <laughs> Great pivot there from the big cat. Such a legend. And that response right there was a call-in to Evening Yak, I believe, on Friday with a friend of the show, John from Georgia. And that reaction was one I did not expect from a lot of people, to be honest. Thursday, something happened that was the tip of the iceberg between Barstool Business and myself. And Friday morning, I slept on it, and I just decided that I, I wasn't going to be able to deal with it anymore. And I didn't like it because I knew that it was going to lose our serious show. Mm -hmm. I knew that it was going to happen. But I just had to stand up, basically, for myself. And I released this message. I remember it like it was yesterday. Dave Portnoy to my right, Big Cat to my left. Squished on a couch in a creepy RV in San Francisco. <laughs> it was my first casting couch experience of my life, and I couldn't fathom it going any better. What would follow is a beautiful friendship. Dave kept in touch with me, and when he got the churning investment, he informed me that part of the reason for the investment was to acquire talent that they thought fit the brand. As a stoolie, I was excited about the offer. I pondered it a bit, and then it was around Thanksgiving of my final season. I had just received another fine from management for a tweet that wasn't offensive at all and is still on the internet today that I made the decision that the NFL wasn't for me anymore. We'll dig into that in a second. I told Dave I'm ready to walk away from $6 million-ish and make the transition to internet businessman. He was shocked but excited about it all, to say the least. We negotiated a deal that allowed me to stay in Indianapolis and also teach me the business of the internet. Full transparency into everything. I wanted to learn from the man who transformed a newspaper from the streets and corners of Boston to a company valued at $100 million. A few weeks later, I'd be voted into my second Pro Bowl. Had to put that in there, by the way, just to suck me off. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I was typing this up, I, I, I had to add that. I didn't want to. I didn't want to, but I was like, you know what? I feel like sometimes people forget. <laughs> so I just had to, I had to do it. Then the retirement Super Bowl week. Everything was exciting and moving so fast. My friends, Diggs, mm -hmm. Todd, Nick who I owe the world to, joined me in creating a podcast and video content literally the next day. We hustled and built it up, just watching and learning from the greatest podcast on earth, pardon my take, which we still do to this day, by the way. The following fall, the NFL Network offered me to be on a show. I turned them down to do a college football show on Facebook with Dave Portnoy. 
Although I don't think the NFL will ever offer me TV time again. They did not appreciate me turning them down. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for future reference, they did not appreciate it. They, motherfuckers turning us down? That's, that's basically how they did it. But they could have gave me a chance coming out of retirement. Sure. Mm-hmm. There was a, a pseudo agent kind of sending out feelers to networks. If Pat was to retire, would you want me? Nobody bit. Now, granted, that guy could be full of shit. Now, hindsight, thinking about yeah. it. That guy had no relationship with me. He just gave me maybe bogus information. Uh-huh. But Barstow did take a shot at me. Mm-hmm. That's why I am very grateful for that. But NFL Network offered me to be on a show that upcoming fall, I turned them down to do a college football show on Facebook. Those six weeks of traveling around the country with Dave taught me a lot about the work it takes to be successful on the internet. It never stops. The internet literally never stops. And that's what I learned from Dave. One of the episodes was soundless. <laughs> there was actually no sound. We laughed about it and kept it moving. I wondered what the NFL Network people who watched it were like, that motherfucker <laughs> turned us down for this show in the middle of Iowa with no fucking sound for 30 minutes? Made me think. We laughed about it, kept it moving. What happened after that was a true thing of beauty. Barstool became an absolute rocket ship. A serious channel, a deal with Twitter, the ESPN cancellation, which I was in HQ for the day it happened, back-to-back with folks battling against everybody, rough and rowdy blowing up, the list goes on and on. With all that comes a lot of add-ons to the company. Dave and Erica were guiding a ship to a promised land, focused on what's next, and the business side of things with me became very difficult being 713 miles away. Financial decisions were being made for me by people I had never met. Deals were getting made and pooled without my knowledge. The transparency of everything became obsolete and also very expensive. In my note, I would like everybody to know, obsolete was spelled correctly first time I tried it. <laughs> That's a good nice. word. No autocorrect, no Google search, obsolete first time I type it, no red underline, nothing. Mm. Felt real good about wow. it. It was quite a little... Pat on the back. Pat on on Pat's back. It was perfect. (laughs) It was. It felt really good. And it was true, too. The transparency became obsolete. I would get an email with a number that would just be typed in by somebody. I'm like, where the fuck's this number come from? (laughs) Or I'd get an email from somebody I'd never met before, like, I need you to do two swipe ups today by the end of five o'clock. Like, who the fuck are you? What is that? (laughs) How does that even happen? And it's because the business side was growing so big. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, I do not place blame or hold any grudge towards Erica or Dave for any of this is below them. I began being disrespected by the business people in the building, and I decided that I don't want to make money for those folks anymore. I'm very proud of the work I did with Barstool. I'm lucky to have called myself a peer to PFT and Big Cat. Handsome Hank, the geniuses Caleb and Rome with Buddha Ben editing the magic. Watching Robbie Fox grow has been truly fulfilling. I love that little dude. I do. He gets a lot of unwarranted hate, I think. Now, granted, does he come off as a little bitch sometimes? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but I enjoy Robbie Fox a lot. KFC and Feidelberg were nothing but nice to me anytime I was in the office. Gaz refused to give me any promotion on social media, but I will forever cherish he and I's friendship. Frankie's in a tough spot with Tommy Smokes climbing a totem pole, but you two are both great dudes. Pete's a weirdo, but an incredibly talented and sweet weirdo. Getting to listen to Chicks in the Office after my show goes off the air is a highlight of my day. It's a nice, it was a nice little glimpse into another world that we're not consumed yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. by. YP is the man. People make fun of his eyes. I don't think they should do that. <laughs> Perk eyes came from birth. I don't think he's actually doing it. And the shit he's doing with Barstow Outdoors, by the way, should be very cool. Mm-hmm. Francis Smitty, Carabas, Ridge, Trent, Nate, and anybody else I missed on the content floor, I love watching your incredible work brains at work on a day-to-day basis. Also miss Coley. 
I'm a big fan of Coley. I can't believe I forgot him. I feel bad about that. I'll continue to be a stoolie, but I'm very excited to work for myself. I have absolutely no clue what's going on are going to happen. I'm officially a free agent. It's a weird feeling. My friends and I will still make a podcast, which you are listening to, mm-hmm. a couple of times a week and video content from my social media pages. The other folks in the Heartland office are meeting with Dave today about a pe- potential future at HQ. Eric and I are going to pay any of the younger folks who end up out of a job from this a check worth two months' salary. Everybody that has worked at this Heartland office is good peoples. With great work ethics, I have nothing but faith for their future being an incredibly bright one. Thank you all for your time and commitment. I've loved working with all of you. The Barstow era in my life will be one I never forget. Thank you all so much for everything. I hope you have the greatest weekend of your life. P.S. K. Marco. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize that I never learned how to officially blog. I'm sure you would have been a cool guy to work with. (laughs) And that is true. I never learned how to blog. And I wasn't brought in to be a blogger. I was brought in to make shows, podcasts, Mm -hmm. video content. It was the only reason why I was hired. Dave and Erica and I negotiated a deal where they're, we just want to help you do it. Mm -hmm. And Dave said in his press conference that I put my nuts on the table. That's true. I did. I built this office. I was willing to go 50-50 on any dollars we were made. And with that being said, a lot of trust goes into the sales team that is happening, right? If your only money that you're making is going into the salespeople, you have to have a lot of faith in those salespeople. On that business floor, the only people we talked to, four of them got fired. Yeah. <laughs> got fired or left. Mm-hmm. There was yeah. nobody else that we knew on that business floor that talked to us. And everything just became blurry. And this is all, Dave has no idea this is happening. Dave's got a serious show to run. He's got a pizza review app that he's building. He's got a lot going on, on the content side. Erica's job is to negotiate new deals and new things like that. There's a business floor in Barstow. It's their job to make money for people in the office. It's their job to keep the lights on. And I didn't know any of those motherfuckers. Not a one of not them. Not one. And not one of them gave a single fuck about any of us out here in Indiana. And that's not their fault, Right. These people go to Harvard. These people go to all these big schools. They're super smart, super intelligent. There's no way that they thought these folks out in Indiana had anything to do with what Barstow was doing. Mm -hmm. And with that, I just had to say, you know what? I don't want to make money for y'all motherfuckers anymore. And I think it is a decision that I'll appreciate Mm -hmm. because it's starting to become a trend. I said after the Thanksgiving game, I decided the NFL was no longer for me. There was a situation with Ryan Grigson that occurred uh, the Monday after the Thanksgiving game. If you do recall in the Thanksgiving game against Pittsburgh Steelers, we got blown the fuck out (laughs) on national TV. It was the biggest turkey bowl of the day. (laughs) There's people playing in towns all over the place. Mm -hmm. We would have been shut out if it wasn't for a fake punt (laughs) that Antonio Brown tackled Eric Swope at the seven or eight yard line. Then we score a touchdown. And I obviously did the Conor McGregor, Vince McMahon walk, keep it moving. We score seven there. We end up losing by a lot. Mm -hmm. I go home afterwards, celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. I come back to work Monday. I had a sinus, some sinus thing happened. So I'm in the training room after a lift or practice. And I walk back to the locker room. I'm ve- I have a, uh, what's that stuff you take that just flushes your system? The pill, there's like four pills. Uh, uh, oh, the Z-Pack. Z-Pack, oh, yeah. yeah. So I'm on a Z-Pack and a couple other things walking out of there on that Monday. So I'm good by Wednesday's actual practice. I walk into the locker room and Grigson goes, can you come to my office? I was like, yeah, man, let me go get dressed and I'll see you. You know, it was very positive. I'm yeah, like, yeah. maybe this is an olive branch. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Maybe this is an olive branch. If it wasn't for me, we're shut out on national (laughs) TV on Thanksgiving. You know, maybe I'm 
I'm leading the league in almost everything. I don't get, think I've given up a return yard in maybe two months, three months at this point. I'm the number two jersey seller for the Colts. I mean, I'm doing a lot of charity work. There's a lot. Maybe this is Grigson being, you know, I find you three to four times before about dumb shit, but I would like to be friends. Maybe asking me for help. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's asking for help. But to be honest, I, that's what in my head. And I'll grant, I'm on a Z pack and a couple other things. <laughs> and I'd assume there's some vitamins in me as well at this moment. So I go back to my locker. I get dressed, uh, and I, I go back to his office. I've been there before. <laughs> this is like the principal's office at the back of the hallway, okay? So I walk in there, and he goes, sit down. And I'm like, oh, well, immediately, <laughs> this is not what I thought this was going to be. I had already talked to Dave, by the way. Dave already told me that they had an investment uh-huh. to bring people in like me whenever my playing days were over. Todd and I had already had many a discussion about retiring and creating our own app. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was already in my head me being sick of making money for Ryan Grigson right. and the Colts operation at the time. Mm-hmm. So I walk in there, and he goes, sit down. And it was at that moment I realized... As soon as he told me the stern sit down, I was like, yep, I'm fucking done here. (laughs) So I sit down on one side of the table. He sits down on the other side of the table. He pulls a picture out that I posted before the Thanksgiving game, Thanksgiving Monday maybe. It's me standing in the equipment room on a box with an electrical outlet coming down and me holding it like this on top of the box. Everything around it is blurred out. And it goes, I'm just waiting for the WWE to give me a call Mm -hmm. to make the most electric promo since, like, The Rock or something like that. It was just a post I put on Instagram. No big deal. Keep it moving. Put it on Twitter and put it on Instagram. So I sit down. He has that picture on a piece of paper, okay? (laughs) He has that picture on a piece of paper. Slams it on the desk. Pushes it across the desk to me. And I look at it. And at this moment in my head... I've already said fuck it <laughs> to this guy, right? So I look at the photo. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know? And I look up at him. It's like a moment of silence. He wants like that dramatic, mm-hmm. quiet. So I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, what is that? And I go, uh, yep, posted that a week and a half ago on my uh, Instagram and Twitter. He goes, where's that picture taken? I said, in the equipment room. Uh, actually, f- one of the equipment managers took the picture for me, <laughs> actually, and he pulls out my contract, okay? Pulls out my contract, opens it up, goes to a clause. Mm-hmm. He goes, since this isn't your first offense, I can find you a game check for this. Game check, by the way, you only get 17 paychecks in the, for mm-hmm. your entire salary. So if you want to look up what that was, it was... A- $100,000 almost. He said, I can find you a game check for this. I said, for what? He said, look, is that, is that a football room? I said, well, title is an equipment room. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the actual title is that it's, a, it's an equipment room. That's what it says on the door. It, yeah. it actually, it's an equipment room. He goes, is that a football room? I said, equipment room. Equipment room. Footballs are in there, I guess. <laughs> he goes, why do you have to be such a smartass? I go, me? And he goes, yeah, I could find you anything I want. This is why we're losing, by the way. This oh. is why we oh. lost to the Steelers, he tells me. So <clears throat> at this moment, I had decided that it is time to no longer sit back and take this. Mm-hmm. This has been the fourth, fifth time the guy has called me into his office and find me for something I found very stupid. So I clearly lifted up the photo that he had of me. I put it next to me. 
I said, you paid a guy $140 million, <laughs> and you can't keep him healthy. Your offensive line switched cheese. He's blown out his shoulder three times, and you're worried about this bullshit? And he goes, what did you just say to me? I go, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm best in the game at what I do. I wish you would do the same. <laughs> so this is a moment that he did not expect. This is a moment that he did not expect, right? He goes, you're going to walk into my office and disrespect me? I go, well, you called me in here, right? You called me into here. He said, I'm going to find you a whole game check. I said, cool, bro. And literally walked out of his office. As I'm walking out, he gives me the, get out of my office. I'm like, already walking out. <laughs> already, hey, already out of the office, cuz. Already out. So I shut the door behind me. Grixon's assistant is like, she's been around since before Grixon uh -huh. gets there. She knows me. She's like, what happened? I was like, some bullshit. So I walked down the hallway, and Chuck Pagano's office is right there, right? And I go, hey, if you had anything to do with that, you can go fuck yourself, too. Just like I told Grigson. He was like, what? He was like, what are you talking about? You can go fuck yourself, too, Chuck. And he was like, what just happened? I was like, fuck you. Right? Because I thought him and Grigson were... Chuck, like, sitting there. Chuck, Chuck had no idea. I told him to go fuck himself like three times, right? So then I leave. I leave the building. I walk out, Tom McMahon, my special teams coach, sees me like furious. He's like, what happened? I'm like, fuck you too, right? <laughs> Everybody can get it at this moment. So I get a text from Tom McMahon's like, I have no clue what happened, uh, but let's just get back to work on Wednesday. You're killing it right now. No need to worry. So then I get a call from Chuck, right? And Chuck goes, I, I did not know that was happening. I am so sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, Chuck, listen, man. And I read off all the things that I was doing for that team, mm. for the team. And I told Chuck on that phone call, I said, I just don't feel like you guys appreciate or are grateful for what I'm doing for value. you. Value. Yeah. It, it, you don't put any value on what I've done for you. Mm -hmm. You don't put any value on any... Because in the locker room, we had an up and down team, a young team. I feel like I was pretty valuable in the locker room. Mm -hmm. I was doing my job to my best ability. I showed up every day to work. I was never late. I sat in the front row of meetings. I was like, anything at work, I busted my dick off because I wanted to be able to talk. Mm -hmm. And as a punter, you have to be good to talk. You can't just suck and talk. So I told Chuck, that was the conversation after, after Chuck like called me. And he was like, I don't know anything about this, blah, 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 blah. So I told him, I said, hey, man, I just don't think, I don't think the NFL is for me anymore. And to be honest, I don't want to make money for you guys anymore. And I'm done. I am done after this season. Is I'll finish this season because I'm probably going to make another Pro Bowl, which is a $250,000 bonus. <laughs> but I am done. And this, this type of feeling in the way I, it's going to be the death of me. And I told Dave that whenever I called him. I was like, Dave, because Dave wanted me to come back. He was like, we'll get the money. We'll transfer the money over there. We're talking Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars being pulled directly out of the Barstool Heartland account two days before they're supposed to get activated. Mm. And I just couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And Dave was like, let me make it right. I'll make Dave was very nice through this whole thing. And, and Dave sold the company so he didn't have to handle the business side, by the way. Dave was very nice. Let me make it up to And by that point, I was already like, man, I don't want to make money for the business people. Just like whenever I got to that point, as soon as he said, sit down in the chair to me, I was like, I don't want to fucking make money for this guy anymore. And it'll be the death of me. It honestly will be. But at least I sleep good at night. Mm -hmm. 
Except for last night, I'm fucking excited. Pat <laughs> McAfee Show 2.0. It is September 4th. This is a rebirth. I'm very thankful for everything Barstool did for me. Dave and Erica are incredible people. I will be very uh, friendly with them. I will still talk to them. It's just that business floor. I, I don't know if they didn't know our arrangement or if they just didn't care and i'm thinking it was the second one they're just trying to get money however they get it mm -hmm. but for me it's time for us to kind of do our fucking thing so the pat mcafee show will be every tuesday thursday at noon heartland radio hosted by todd all of us monday wednesday coming out at noon and beat pat mcafee brought to you by our studio sponsor the company that got pulled two days before uh, it was supposed to get activated. The reason why the Thursday conversation happened with Barstool, my bookie has jumped in and been a partner for us to really keep this thing going. They're sponsoring our studio. They're sponsoring Beat Pat McAfee. They're sponsoring Quick Hits with Diggs. They basically said, hey, this is a personal relationship. They flew out here, by the way. That's why whenever the deal got pulled, I knew exactly what it was because I was a part of negotiating it mm -hmm. with the MyBookie people. They were like, hey, listen, just because you're not with Barstow anymore doesn't change anything with us. We still want to be in the Pat McAfee business. And I said, I'm not going to have a serious show. That's 15 hours yeah, yeah. of live radio a week that we're mm -hmm. not going to have. They said, we don't care. You just, you'll, we'll figure it out. And I was like, thank you so much. Perfect. So ladies and gentlemen, Pat McAfee Show 2.0, September 4th, is coming to you live from the MyBookie studio in Indianapolis, Indiana! I fucking love it. <laughs> Go to MyBookie.ag, use promo code PAT, and they will match your deposit up to $1,000, 100%. You put $500 in, they're going to match at $500. You put 1000 in, they're going to match 1000 My bookie is the greatest place on earth to gamble. And this Beat Pat McAfee show that's going to air every single Thursday at 11.50 on my social media platforms and then on our YouTube, they're... They're going to be setting up bets mm -hmm. for me to accomplish wild tasks. <laughs> wild tasks. On Thursday, I'm doing NBA threes. Mm -hmm. uh, five minutes of NBA threes. The over-under number is 18 and a half. If you go to mybookie.ag right now, use promo code PAT on your deposit, get a 100% match. Go ahead and bet the over-under on that. I'll have five minutes. The clock will be on Zito's bare chest. <laughs> right there, it'll be streaming live. You'll get to see your number. I think this is going to be an easy over bet. Yes, I think sir. you hammer yep. the over here. So not only does my bookie 100% match, go ahead and put everything they put on it on the over, <laughs> and now we're playing. Now we're playing the game. And that's going to be every Thursday. I'm going to be wrestling a sumo fucking wrestler at one point. <laughs> this BPAP McAfee show is going to be wild, and my bookie is the reason why we are existing, uh -huh. by the way. And I cannot thank them. I was on a hike with my lady. I was on a hike with my lady in the middle of the woods. I've been watching too many documentaries, thought I was going to get my fucking throat <laughs> slit while we're out in the middle of these woods. And all of a sudden, I get a text from my bookie guys, like, you free for a call right now? I'm like, yep. And right in the middle of the goddamn woods, on a bench, like on the top of a, a Indiana mountain, <laughs> we negotiated a deal, and here we are. So very thankful for the MyBookie and MyBookie mm -hmm. Studio. With that being said, thank you at Tom McComas, sticking around, riding out the wave with the Pat McAfee Inc., Pat McAfee Show. Thank you. At Diggs with a Z. Scoops Diggs, by the way, has news to break today. I do. At Nick Moraldo, at Viva Lazito, at Ty Schmidt, at Evan Foxy. Very, very lucky for this group, and we cannot wait to grow and build. With that being said, Let's have a fucking show. What's going on in the world, Diggs? So, huge news yesterday and today, this morning, was that Colin Kaepernick is the face of Nike's 30th anniversary. Just do it campaign. Uh, the campaign slogan is believe in something, even if, even if it means sacrificing everything. 
Some people were happy. Some people weren't. Wild reaction on the internet, dicks. Yeah. Wild. People are burning their Nike stuff. Yep. This is like, this Nike had to have known. By the way, this is a big fuck you from Nike to the NFL. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. for sure. One week out. Only by the way, with the lawsuit going on, one week out, a big fuck you to the NFL, and they're the official sponsor. Correct. Isn't Nike it's, winning that though? Because everyone bought those shoes already. Yes, but stock, though. you got to think about stock. And I think this is the very interesting thing. They're still trending right now and probably will be trending for two more days. Mm -hmm. Darren Ravel said it was the first time he had like 10,000 responses to a tweet. It had 100,000 retweets or something like that. Just a polarizing situation. It almost feels like Nike had to have known what was coming. Oh, they knew for for sure. sure. And I was once a Nike athlete. I would like to talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah? I was once a Nike athlete. Nice. So, <clears throat> Nike, Under Armour, it was Reebok back in the day. They all have these like uh, little salespeople that come yeah, in the yeah. locker room. They try to win you over, you know? Shake your hand. You want to be a Nike athlete? I'm like, yeah. They're like, okay, this is what we can give you. We can give you $1,000 in merch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? You can only wear Nike gloves. This was when Reebok had the deal. Uh-huh. You can only wear Nike shoes. You can only wear Nike gloves. We'll give you $1,000 this year in merch. You go to NikeElite.com. And they had Cole Haan at the time, too. So they had golf, oh. Cole Haan, and Nike yeah, at the yeah. time. And everybody around me. I was friends. You got to remember. I was friends with Peyton, Joseph Adai, Clint Session, all these guys, big money guys. Mm. They all have these huge Nike yeah. deals, huge Reebok deals. Mm-hmm. And they're just raking. <laughs> in cash and then they come up to me uh, uh punter not really good either at the time <laughs> here's a thousand dollars in merch you come into nikeelite.com you sign in you can get a thousand dollars worth tax by the way plus that's getting taxed on the back end so it's actually it like six hundred dollars worth of merch yeah. we'll sign you to a three-year deal next year will be twenty five hundred dollars and then the year after that will be five thousand dollars oh escalators huh All huh right. you All see right. that you stick with us sounds good in there somewhere Okay, I had like a year left, so I guess it's the second year. Uh-huh. Phil Knight goes and speaks at Joe Paterno's funeral. Yeah. Okay? This was right after finding out that Joe Paterno had harbored a pedophile for like 13 years. Joe knew. Joe, Joe did know. Joe knew. And the sheeple will say he didn't, but he did. He, he did. did. Just like this fucking pope, by the way. His ass <laughs> is in the jackpot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, his, yeah. This pope is in a bad spot. For sure. But Joe knew, right? Um, so I send this letter to the sales guy, the Nike sales guy. I go, uh, not that you guys having child labor create the shoes that I'm wearing. <laughs> not that you only gave me $1,000 last year when all my friends have like a $20,000 yeah, yeah. deal. But the fact that Phil Knight once spoke at Joe Paterno's funeral makes me never want to wear Nike again. I would like to opt out of my final deal or final year of my Uh Nike deal. Send it. I get a response back. Yeah, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) From the guy. He was was literally like, yeah, no problem. (laughs) Determinated. See you later. One year later. Nike becomes the official sponsor of fucking the NFL. <laughs> so I have to wear Nike everything anyways. So I took this big grandstand yeah, about yeah. how no way am I going to... $5,000 in free merch isn't going to win me over for what you did for the pedophile harborer. <laughs> no way. And then one year later, they're the official sponsor of Nike, and I have to wear fucking Nike everything. <laughs> and Under Armour won't sponsor... Nobody will sponsor me. So now I have no shoe deal. That's why my shoes were always blacked out if you ever watched it. Mm-hmm. So I would like to say, that as an athlete who's been dropped by Nike, <laughs> okay, who quit Nike without them caring, 
Nike knows what they're doing every single thing that they do. Nike, you don't get to the top of the fucking mountain for no reason. Nike knows exactly what they're doing every single time they operate. They knew this was going to be huge, and now it's just a wait-and-see game to see what the fuck happens. What, Like Todd, for instance, uh-huh. old white guy, middle of America, uh, was in the Marines, was a state police. You are the perfect human to ask. Like, how do you feel about this? Uh, it won't make me stop wearing Nike shit. It's so good. Their shit's so good. Adidas is so really good. good, by the but way. But I think when you look at who else you you could have picked, I think it's a bad choice. Yeah, sacrifice everything is an interesting word. Strictly because whenever you talk about some some risk, some some fr- sacrifice at all, is like a basically yeah, a quote that is thrown around uh-huh. on like uh, Memorial Day mm-hmm. and things like that. I think that the the way they word it. Now, granted, they meant for it to be like that. Correct. But I just, I, I think they, they wanted it to be political. They wanted it to do that. Yeah, and, and that's I'll, what I don't like about it. Yeah, they, yeah now, now my fucking shoe company is getting political. <laughs> <laughs> like, Damn, can we keep politics out of something? It's interesting, isn't it, though? Yeah. Because politics is in its way. And I think if you, you can bash Trump for a lot of the stupid shit that he said, but what he has done is made politics everything. Back in the day, there were, politics wasn't everything. Right now, it's everything. Every single thing that happens is politics. That's a involved. good point because that's what's supposed to be beautiful about sports is escape. It's an escape from uh, politics and racial issues and all those things. And now, no, that's no longer a thing. By the way, I think what Colin Kaepernick did raised a lot of conversations that uh-huh. needed to happen in mm-hmm. America. I just don't know what the end game is. And I think I wore Adidas shoes today. Not even think about it because they're brand new. Uh-huh. These these who's here? Mm-hmm. All white who's? Didn't even think about it. Fresh. But now I'm scared that somebody's going to tell me like, "Oh, you're pro racial injustice." Bro? <laughs> I'm like, "No, no, no. Pharrell made these fucking shoes. <laughs> He's a black guy. Let's not get crazy." I'm, I'm Kanye's a, with Adidas. Kanye. I mean, let's just. Uh, let's create, you know, let's create. So I want that to be known, but I'm scared. That's what it's going to turn into. I hope not. I'm scaring that. I'm scared. That's what yeah. it's going to turn into. And it's just a, it's, it's a weird world we live in, bro. That took over everything though. That shit was everywhere, Every, yeah. which is what Nike, that's a marketing campaign. Uh, yeah. You know I, like, what I mean, I just love the fact that Nike's telling the NFL to go fuck off straight to their face. You because already took our money. Cause they're bigger than them. You think, Nike's bigger than the NFL. As far as I looked it up this morning, I can't remember the fucking numbers. I wish I would have wrote like them down. Like money wise, yeah, money wise, oh. Nike is bigger than the NFL. Really? Yeah. You got thirty-two billionaires coming together. I know. I looked it up last year. So just in sales, I was see- I was seeing how close Adidas was in North America because Adidas is climbing each year closer to Nike in North America. So last year, oh, I can't wait for every old white revenue. guy. <laughs> oh, give me them Yeezys. <laughs> he said he liked Trump, right? Give me them Yeezys. Just in North America, um, Nike did fifteen point two billion in revenue in uh, North America, and Adidas did five point one billion. So Nike is still fucking king. Like worldwide. They, can, they can make them. I don't know what it was worldwide. They, I couldn't find those numbers. But just in America, they made 15. So how too. long, I wonder how long the Nike NFL deal is. Because if that that is a direct spit in the NFL's uh-huh. face. It is. Yeah. And the NFL owners and Roger Goodell don't normally just look what happened with Tom Brady. The best play. They viewed that as a like mm-hmm. spit in the face, basically. A disrespect. Enough. I mean, we just had a whole opening about disrespect, but <laughs> that's kind of how the NFL, I think, is going to view this. Yeah. 
And I'll be excited to see what happens from it all. I'll it, be excited to see what happens. It says in March that the NFL and Nike signed an eight-year deal <laughs> oh! for the uniforms. So Nike's good. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine that annual meeting that they have where all those sales reps, the guy that told me, yeah, no problem. We don't fucking want you anyway. All From all the teams, they all meet up at the summit with all the NFL owners. And all of them are just sitting on one side of the table. And then all the Nike people are sitting on the other side. And Jerry Jones like, listen up, cocksucker. <laughs> 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 we had a little thing going there, and then you fucked it all up. Now, what's sad, though, Serena Williams, also a part of this campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's numerous other people mm-hmm. that are part of this campaign. That, no, it's not sad. Serena Williams probably has $400 million and she married yeah, the guy who started Reddit. <laughs> follows me on Twitter. That shout out to him <laughs> and her. Congrats on the baby. Good mom stuff. I think you should have been wa- allowed to wear the Catwoman's or Batwoman's suit, whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it really took over the world yesterday. The NFL is topic of discussion. Do you think all the NFL lawyers are looking through the contract right now to drop Nike? Oh, yeah. Oh, Conduct detrimental to the... This is what Grigson used to give me for every fine conduct detrimental to the team yeah. conduct that like that fine he gave me was for 15 grand asked michael cole for 16 grand by the way the first time i fucking went and worked for them so <laughs> that comes full circle i can imagine the nike like buyout plan is like triple like 30 billion dollars whatever like if they get dropped <sighs> and they're trying to get dropped right now they literally just look 32 billionaires right in the eye and said fuck you yeah, you gotta respect it like it's at some level you have to respect no matter what side you're on no matter what side you're on, it's, you have to respect them literally staring down the pipe of the NFL just being like, hey, eat shit, by the way. We've decided. There's a lawsuit happening. Oh, That's yeah. the main thing. I, I thought that would keep something like this from happening is that collusion lawsuit thing. Like It's that's moving forward, too. Deal. They just yeah. announced last week it's moving forward. I will still wear uh, Nike shoes. Mm-hmm. Mostly because I enjoy their designs. <laughs> They're comfy. <laughs> They're very comfy. But uh, I could see that there's going to be people that are pissed off about yeah, this. Yeah, there I will s- be people that totally boycott Nike. Yeah. Because they already are. They're burning their shoes. Yeah. Which, I mean, you Nike know, maybe we just are- donate them. Something to think about. <laughs> yeah. But I saw, I saw a lot of those shoes, and they looked like the Nike shoes that are like $39.99. Yeah, exactly. The Air Max. <laughs> not the ones that are 200 The Spice Adam the Dad. The Monarchs. Yeah, the I Monarch Dad. Nike realized the people that they would piss off, piss off are not the majority of the people that buy People are going Nike. to pay less just to get <laughs> <laughs> Nikes to burn. <laughs> this is risk assessment, isn't it, for yeah, Nike? Yeah. It's a real risk assessment situation. They're like... Because in the meeting, they have uh, a big projector. <laughs> this is what we're thinking. And there's some people in the room that are like, no. <laughs> yeah. And then there's other people that are like, why? <laughs> <laughs> feel like we're going to get pissed off a lot of people. Like, yeah, but are they our demographic anyways? No. Correct, exactly. This and is going to sound really petty, but like, I just wish Kaepernick were a better football player. Because I, I do like side get- with the issues that he's you know, trying to raise awareness for. I just wish he was better. I mean, he's a good enough player to be on a fucking yeah, team. Yeah, he got There's black. There's a lot of I mean, dog shit quarterbacks yeah, on team. I just, right uh, boy, I just wish he was, like, dominant. He did you know? get benched like, for Blaine Gabbert, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that not what happened at the season mm-hmm. that he started this whole, this kneeling thing all started? He was sitting down, by the way, before Nate Boyer, who is a Green Beret, Green Beret told mm-hmm. him to kneel instead of sit mm-hmm. down because yeah. it was less disrespectful to the military. And, and this all could have ended very quickly if both sides would have just talked to each other about what it's about and what uh-huh. it's not about. But that's not the way the world works. The nope. way the world works is everybody wants to see everybody burn down. Yep. I mean, that's just the mm-hmm. way it operates. That's why, by the way, I think me... And Barstow Sports split being amicable was very wild to people mm-hmm. to see. Yeah, I think it was. You don't see that very often because it was just literally a communication failure, mm-hmm. probably on both sides. But it was just like, yeah, 
rough mm-hmm. and running. But with um, Kaepernick, he got benched for Blaine Gabbert. But now, anytime a bad player, bad quarterback gets on a team, it's very hard not to just be like, Kaepernick's better than this fucking guy. Exactly. Yeah. Kaepernick's better than this fucking guy. And then you got to weigh in the Tim Tebow issue, too, right? Just like mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was such a headache. And if he was going to be a back a backup quarterback, people were like, we don't want to deal with this Tebow. Mm-hmm. And that's the super Christian ESPN super yeah. push media circus, no matter what. Right. It's all everything is risk assessment. That is really Michael Peterson said that on the staircase, and I've never heard something more accurate. It is it is whether or not a team wants to deal with everything that's gonna come with it. Mm-hmm. But if you go strictly football player wise, you have to assume he's better than a lot of the guys playing quarterback in the NFL right now. Have mm-hmm. to. Have to. Speaking of uh good in the NFL. Yo, Khalil Mack got broken the fuck off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yep. Jesus. He did, didn't he? Yeah, he deserves it. Gruden said we were no- – what did Gruden say? Uh, I just looked it up. That he- Hold on. I think we have Coach oh, Gruden here. Uh, do we not have Coach Gruden in the back tie? I don't know, since we're no longer affiliated <laughs> with Barstool. Oh, no, he rides with the Pat McAfee show. Well, oh, nice. tell him our- – I saw that hat he was wearing in his press conference, too. Real hip of him to wear that hat. Real cool. Uh, he said something along the lines of – he was asked about the Khalil Mack situation. And if you do recall, at the beginning of training camp, whenever he- Khalil Mack started the sit-out, uh, he talked about how his defense was terrible. The Raiders' defense was bad last year with Khalil Mack. Shots fired, babe. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Soon as he gets there, shots fired at a former defensive player of the year, yep. by the way, and in one of his first three years <laughs> in the league. Uh, and then yesterday he was asked after the Bears break off Khalil mm-hmm. Mack. John Gruden said, "What is he back there? If he could just say it for us, that'd be great so we don't have to rip it off somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ty Zubacker? I don't believe we were anywhere close to where the Bears were, man. (laughs) (laughs) The Bears made us an offer that we thought was really unique and uh, very, very tough to say goodbye to a great player, but here we are today. (laughs) (laughs) Gruden, Coach, I think you actually said one time we were nowhere near what the Bears were. Is Hey, are you ever going to release what you guys tried to offer a former defensive player of the year? Well, uh, you know, we might, man, but the uh, the fact of the matter is we didn't have the cash flow. Uh, me and Mark may have went to P.F. Chang's one too many times in the offseason. We couldn't pay the guy what he wanted to. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. Good luck out there, by the way. Hey, appreciate it. You too, man. It seems like it could be burning down around you. I'm not sure. Because he said, he also said, what, $90 million guaranteed is wild? He's got $100 million guaranteed. Yep. That's a wild thing for a guy that's worth a hundred million guaranteed to say just zero self-awareness over there from Gruden there's Whoa. I just don't understand how you don't how you don't pay him yeah man they went scorched earth too I mean who else they cut Martavis Bryant they uh, he has a suspension coming up right yeah apparently it's uh under appeal so the suspension is looming and they know that's coming. Is so. he getting picked up anywhere? I Watch the Patriots so. pick his fucking <laughs> yeah. ass up. It's only a matter of time. He hasn't been picked up yet. I mean, so last his his last suspension, he was suspended for a year. I don't even know if it's if he gets caught again. Is it another year? Is it even longer than a fucking year? Do you know? Uh, yeah. If you get caught again, it's like it's a. Did he out a year last time? Oh yeah. yeah. I think it's two years. Yeah. Oh I mean, so. Mm. 
Why are you going to CFL? <laughs> Cousy coming in with the XFL. Hey, Gant. Or no, no, you know, he'd never, yeah, you're right. He was never arrested. Never just, arrested, just weed. Yeah, yeah. Vince McMahon, oh, shit, they smoke all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That, hey, Zito, that Bears defense is young and going to be very good. I don't That's think it's like this game year. That's a changer for you guys. I don't think it's this year, but like the next two or three. Urlacher said it. We need a Bears defense back, and it's coming back. Well, he said Lovey Smith, too. I don't uh, know he's not coming back, unfortunately, yeah. but. What an incredible stacked team all of a sudden. The Bears do you like are. giving up two first-round picks for a player? I you're do. never going to find somebody like Khalil Mack in the first round. Generational you, talent. Yeah. yeah, you'll just get lucky. It's like whenever um, I, as a person who played eight years in the league, mm-hmm. whenever I seen, <laughs> I seen, <laughs> <laughs> I seen so many misses. And now, granted, that might have been with the GM that we just spoke about earlier. I saw so many misses where if we would have traded that first pick or second pick for other than Trent Richardson, but for like an established (laughs) player, Mm -hmm. at least you know what you're getting. It's like, okay, we're getting a lock. We're going to get 10 sacks from this. In your first round pick, will the guy become somebody like Khalil Mack? Possibly. Who knows? But right now you are getting that, right? So I don't – and there's so many moves you can make to get first-round picks back, by the way. I'm all about building the team now. Florio had a really good analogy this morning. He's like, basically you traded a lottery ticket that you knew was a winner for two lottery tickets that you have two scratch offs that you have no fucking clue if they're going to be winners or not. I'm a big fan of the making moves thing. Now, granted, if the people fit the culture, you can't just bring in also, a bunch of jackasses. But I, I guess Khalil Mack also, is well liked. Also, the Bears got a second round pick back too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Gruden's dealing. Hey, Gruden, where'd you make that deal? Where were you sitting at when you made that deal? I was in a Hooters bar. I'd had a couple Heinekens, and I just said, fuck it, man. I was ready to go. (laughs) Gruden's going to get fired in like three years and then be back in the booth like, this this fucking league, it's different now. Never would have seen it coming, by the way. I saw this over the weekend. I want to get your take on this. I thought this was interesting. The list of players traded for two first-round picks. Okay. Uh, Jay Cutler. (laughs) Nailed it. Obvious. Ricky Williams. It's like the Bears are involved in all. They were both proven proven players when they were traded. Keyshawn Johnson. Ricky Williams, he was the one that negotiated his own deal, right? Coming out of college? I don't know. Was that with the Saints? Yes, he was at the Saints first, yes. Yeah, he negotiated his own deal with Master P. <laughs> he, like, yeah. didn't want to get paid until he hit a hit certain number. amount it was of all, respect. Yeah, it was all, yeah. which I do, it was what Ricky I did with Barstow, a, by the way. He was a different thinker. <laughs> Ricky was a different thinker. Different. <laughs> he retired early, player. too. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he disappeared. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> into the mountains, like, hey, hey, cuz, I love vitamins, too, but let's not just disappear <laughs> into the woods. That contract is called the worst of any NFL player in history. Yeah, he negotiated himself. <laughs> In Master P, obviously. Master P could have made the NBA people forget. Master yep. P. Yeah. Ricky Williams. Uh, Ricky Cutler. Williams. Creation, Keyshawn Johnson. Hmm. Was he good? Yeah. Yeah. I only remember Keyshawn from TV, where he, he was not good. He was really good when he was on the Jets. And then the Bucks gave him. Mm-hmm. That's what, that was that trade. Is that where Gruden was there? Was Gruden there oh, when that I happened? Hope so. Is Gruden just a two first round <laughs> trade, son of a bitch? Good for him. I don't like these young guys, man. <laughs> Get rid of them. Well, I guess he just picked up two more first rounders. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to trade that for a big player, though. I mean, they're fucked. The Raiders are fucked. Why? They don't have anyone on defense. Yeah, this year I think they're mailing it in. They're going to Vegas when? 2020, I think. Oh, shit. So Oakland's going to be pissed off with them for the next couple years. And they keep saying years. they don't have the cash. They didn't have the cash to pay. 
Khalil Mack, even though they just gave Gruden $100 million. But like, that's a salary cap. They're getting. No, no, no. They're saying like the actual cash, like nothing to do with that, like cash to actually pay him. Like they don't have like Davis li- liquid assets. Liquid yeah, ass- they, they don't have, have enough liquid assets to pay. Oh, that is hysterical. even though aren't they getting a billion dollars from the taxpayers of Vegas to like, bro? Is this the first time you've heard an NFL team be like, we broke? Would sure. like to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I read a bunch of reports like that's a fucking lie because even the lowest of. Teams that have the liquid asset or the lowest liquid asset teams have enough fucking money to pay. Yeah, that Coliseum is a shithole. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an incredible oh, atmosphere. Man. Which means they're not paying Dick for it, I assume. They haven't well, renovated in a while. Well, you got to <laughs> think about real estate, though, over there in Northern California. But in that place is a shithole. Best environment I've ever been a part of, though. <laughs> Best environment. They were playing for the playoffs. That was when Carl was really juiced. Mm-hmm. It was the uh, day before Christmas, and they uh, Trent Cole. Fucking broke Derek Carr's leg. Uh-huh. Started getting death threats and shit. They were talking about Derek Carr <laughs> being MVP there yep. for a while. Yeah. That place was rocking. Shithole. Absolute shithole of a place. But they had a DJ up there that was only playing mm-hmm. Oakland music. <laughs> there was a weed haze above the stadium. They were tailgating before throwing shit at a bus on the way in. It was everything you would want from the black hole. Like that experience, I would never forget it. I got tackled for a game of zero at hockey with Carl fumble. <laughs> Fuck him. It wasn't. But it was an awesome, awesome environment. But that place is a shithole. So maybe they don't have any money. Maybe Al Davis is like paying Gruden. Maybe like in 10 years they'll pay Gruden. Like, hey, after we get to Vegas <laughs> and we get some cash, <laughs> maybe you get a loan. What if he gets a line of credit from some fucking casino <laughs> over there? Gonna this get on this the whole might thing. be a dumb question. That's why it's only a question. Is there any reason, though, to pay the top defensive player in the league that much money if your defense sucks with or without him? I don't know. Like, do you try to just rebuild? I don't know. It's like... I don't know, dude. I have no idea. The, the reason why the Bears can pay him, the Bears are trying to hope... Uh, it's I, I, I think it's like a Seattle situation where yep. they made that run. Seattle made that run like where Young Russ was QB. still on his rookie quarterback. So they're hoping uh-huh. that Trubisky works out. He doesn't have to be as good as Russell Wilson, but right. he's maybe... Not. Just, <laughs> I mean, what did, I don't remember what Russell Zito, what's that all about right year. there? He just took shots at Mitchell Trubisky right uh, there. Mitchell will talk his talent. I actually don't know. I have no <laughs> talk. I, just, talk talent. I had so many people saying, like, oh, this, everyone in Green Bay shit in their pants. Like, uh, not really. Like, I don't, I mean, it makes them better, but. Well, Green Bay will be better, obviously, but. Definitely, there's something to be afraid the of. The Bears are still line. a year. Yeah, yeah I know. Away, that's but. what I just said. Though. But they still have that rookie contract, quarterback yes, contract uh-huh. that they can build around. And they For just paid Derek Carr, didn't they? Didn't Derek Carr get paid on Rams? Yeah, he's, yes. I think he's scheduled to make like $25 million this year. Or Very something. difficult to pay a lot of people whenever you have to pay your quarterback. That's why the whole Seattle system, just like we blew it with luck. Like we had, uh, we had the setup possibly with luck. We yeah. blew it. Mm-hmm. They did it in Seattle. It's going to be tough if quarterbacks continue to take a higher and higher percentage mm-hmm. of salary cap, which is going to happen. Salary cap goes up, quarterback salaries go up. If that continues to happen, I think you're going to see a lot of teams kind of. It's what happened in Baltimore when they had to pay Flacco. They had to yep. start trading off players and cutting guys. And Philly, it's going to happen too when they yep. got to pay once. Exactly. <sighs> is once going to play? He's not. No, uh, uh, Foles was named. So there was three. Starting- Doug Peterson went after the Philadelphia uh, the Philadelphia media. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. been, he's been pissed for the last few weeks. Bro, with a visor, good hair, <laughs> comes in, <laughs> fires at the fucking media. Thank you guys for putting words in my mouth. And then there's some little nerdy reporter. Uh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> Doug Peters like, yeah, you, you shut the fuck up. So Carson has not taken one snap this whole preseason? No, 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 no. I don't even know if he's been cleared yet. In games? 
I'm assuming in practice he's been doing stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've, there's been videos of him pre-game doing like his fucking drop back and moving around in the pocket shit like that. I think we all agree with this, though. Thursday cannot come soon enough. Oh, yeah. oh man. Cannot wait for it. College football wasn't bad, by the way. No. And we'll get into that in a second. I think, Diggs, you're a college football gambler, uh-huh. so you know what happened. We'll get into that in a little bit. But Thursday night cannot come soon enough. The NFL is back. Mm-hmm. And also back is a sponsor that's been with us since <laughs> the beginning. These folks reached out to me on Twitter two days after, or a day after my uh, resigning uh-huh. uh, statement on the notes. They were like, hey, man, we haven't been able to sponsor you for a long time because another business got in there, but we were one of your original sponsors. These folks flew me to Gillette Stadium. Yep. To go do a fantasy football like hangout, basically. Mm-hmm. I got a chance to drink with them in Gillette Stadium and also in Michigan. The good friends of ours, and they were so excited to get back into the loop. And I hope you all go ahead and play fantasy football with these people because they are good people and they're helping us out a lot here. Now, Thursday's show, we're going to learn a lot about a lot of companies. There's a lot of negotiations happening behind the scenes right now. Thursday's show, we might have 45 spots. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a long one. Just know that but today a back on the board sponsor DraftKings.com. Yeah, let's go on thursday night football will make its long anticipated return to living rooms across america and canada this means bragging rights and huge cash prizes are up for grabs at DraftKings.com, the leader in one week fantasy sports for the season opener DraftKings is hosting a fantasy football contest that is $10 to enter and has a $1 million top prize, but for a limited time only. If you sign up with code PAT today, DraftKings will give you a free entry with your first deposit. So although it is $10 to enter for everybody else, if you sign up with the code PAT, it is free for you to enter with your first deposit. Single game showdown is the newest way to play. All you have to do is draft six players from Thursday's game, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Put your football knowledge to work, and you could win $1 million while watching the season opener. The top prize is $1 million. But you don't have to come in first to be a winner. There are two and a half million dollars in total Jeez. prizes, wow. which two means and a half million dollars. <laughs> Incredible work by you. I didn't think we could all get it together, to be honest. I didn't think we could time it up. Great work by you, Nick. In total prizes, which means thousands and thousands of winners. Uh, so download the app or go to DraftKings.com now and use promo code PAT to sign up and make your first deposit. When you do, DraftKings will give you a free shot at... $1 million this Thursday. That's code PAT at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Win $1 million. Shout out DraftKings, by the way. Nice to have them back. Patrick. It is very great to have them back. What's up, Dix? I have breaking news. Scoops. Bro. We got yourself fucking happy. (laughs) (laughs) Scoops, digs, what do you got? Not my scoop, unfortunately. This came from uh, Steelers GM Kevin Colbert. Okay. He just put out a statement. Mm -hmm. Le'Veon Bell has informed us that he will not be reporting for week one game versus Browns. As per his holdout situation, they're going to roll with James Conner in week one. Wow. So Let's get a Yinzer take real quick. I don't care. (laughs) Back to the show. He's a fucking liar. He said he's going to be back. He said he's going to be back week one, just like last year, and has the best fucking season of his career. He's a fucking liar. The agent told us. 
The agent told us he's going to have the best year. Yep. If you look at last year, he wasn't off to a slow start. They just weren't giving him the ball as much. This year, he was planning on coming in and crushing. Diggs, how does this make you feel as a I, super yinzer big-time Not happy. Fan? Not fucking thrilled, to be honest with you. Why would he do that? I don't know. because So he hasn't signed his – so I'm going to need your insight here. Okay. He hasn't signed his, signed his franchise tender. Mm-hmm. So him holding out, like, what is that even doing for him? Because the Steelers can't negotiate a new contract for him right now, right? Nope. Can't Nor can they trade him till he signs that tender. So Nor like, can they find him, by the way, because he's not technically. He's just kind but, of in a no man. But he's so. But if he's missing week one, uh, he's definitely missing that uh, franchise. That money from the franchise tag, right? Yeah, I don't know because once you sign a franchise tag, it's fully guaranteed. Correct. So the franchise tag is fully guaranteed no matter what. So does this take one seventeenth out of his franchise tag? I don't think it would. By the way, just because now, granted, there's probably some asterisks all over the place. This I don't think this has happened often, by the way. I think it's a fully guaranteed contract as soon as you sign a franchise tag, no matter what. Really? I think. Let me find out. Let Is me, this kind of like Carson it. Palmer did, too? Carson Palmer retired. Retired, yeah. So, like, Le'Veon has to retire, and then next year he'd come back in the league? Uh, Yeah, because his contract would be up. He would, Nobody would own his rights after this year. Franchise tag technically means the Steelers own his rights for this season. But if he doesn't sign it, I think he's just kind of like uh, just floating in space. <laughs> but as a fran- former franchise player, as soon as that thing was put in front of me, I was told, you're a guaranteed $2.4 million. I signed that thing at a sushi restaurant in Hermosa <laughs> Beach. As soon as that thing got printed out, <laughs> printed out, signed it, picture, send that shit back, we're getting millions. Uh, excuse me, do you guys have a printer? <laughs> <laughs> that really happened. That actually happened. That actually happened. I was a trip hail. I'll never forget. I was a trip hail. We were at a bar. I got a text message. It was like, uh, the Colts have franchise tagged you. I'm like, awesome. What does that mean? Well, we got that whenever we were in Canada. Yep. I go to California. As soon as we get back from Canada, they're like, the franchise tag, uh, the whole thing has been drawn up or whatever. I'm like, perfect. Email it to me. At the bar I'm at with Trip Hale. I go back into their computer, log into my email, print it out, sign it, take a picture, send it back. We're locked in. I would like to buy 200 shots. <laughs> <laughs> were they Please. sake bombs, too? Uh, I'm assuming it was a sushi place. I'm assuming it was sake <laughs> oh, bombs. God. I'd like to buy it for everybody in here. I just became a millionaire. Uh, this is a pretty cool little moment here. Everybody can eat a dick. Uh, what are you looking up, Diggs? You I'm look trying like to find out because I thought I saw like worst case scenario. This was like doomsday scenario. Before it was like week six or week eight, he could show up. And still be and fully still, guaranteed. Still find, Let's assume a- it's half. Let's assume it's less than half. What what is what if I he mean, puts out another rap song? This one <laughs> this one hurts, you know, because always going to be forgiven in my mind. Two six showed up week one. I don't yeah. care yeah, if you yeah, skip yeah. camp. I don't care if you miss practice. You know that guy's going to be good. You know he's going to be ready to play when he shows up. If he's not showing up till week six, that's tough to swallow. I mean, Pittsburgh's going to hate him. Yeah, he, he's going to get booed every time he oh, gets yeah. the ball. It's like in the NBA. You know how if somebody gets a ball, the whole place boosts. Mm-hmm. I feel like that could possibly happen at Heinz Field. For like, while he's running for like 150 yards, 200 yards, <laughs> yeah. every time he gets Pittsburgh is not Will a place. Will he care? Probably not, but it doesn't do him any favors that James Conner is like one of the most likable guys on the planet. Yeah, what if he blows beat, it up? Beat cancer. <laughs> Guy beat cancer in Pittsburgh. Like everybody in Pittsburgh's like. Uh, who gives a fuck about the strip club rapper? <laughs> we got a guy to beat cancer right here. Who's at work? It's wild that they, the agent, when he talked to us, I feel like he lied to us, didn't he? I feel like he lied to us. He could have told us that Levitt was going to skip the first week. We could have had the big scoops. Scoops could have been scoops. Mm. Yeah, I know. 
But instead, he got a DM earlier today saying he's coming Wednesday. <laughs> Diggs was all excited, by the way. I want to let everybody know, Diggs got a DM this morning from a guy named Joe. Literally, some schmo named Joe says, uh, if it means anything, just did a fantasy football draft with Le'Veon Bell. He's reporting on Wednesday. Isn't that what the message said to you? Yeah, yeah. Diggs was like, can't wait to break this news today. Uh, and I was like, oh. Marquise Pouncey said the same thing. Yeah, my sources they keep fighting Made him me. look like a dummy, uh, too. So the one thing the Steelers can do. Okay. I don't know if it, I don't think it makes sense to them. Maybe I, they can rescind the tag, which oh, then he's a free agent. Yeah. Then anybody can pick up. Okay, so there is a scenario so, where he could possibly end up on another team. Yeah, I was season. I was watching uh, I was listening I was watching Let's Florio go Colts this morning, and I'll tell you what the Colts pick up Lev Bell because he sits out. Well, we would gladly play uh, take employee two six here in Indianapolis yeah. week four. By the way, see that's they the Steelers if they do that that's just absolute piss poor management and that's letting the pride get ahead of you you got to at least wait then you make him sign it in week six or eight or whatever it is and trade him as soon as he signs then you can't lose him for nothing what you're listening to is real resent right now (laughs) no we're scrambling no i understand i get it from from two sixes point of view but at the same time I'm a big fan of, and I do it in hockey all the time. Like you can't yeah. lose an asset for nothing. I Listen, also see what you're team saying. That's a guy who's worth two first round picks. Yes, there it is. Sure. See, there's another guy. Yeah, that's another guy. If I was running a GM, now granted, <laughs> will he show up? That's if I trade two first rounders and he decides not to show up. That's a interesting roll of the dice. But there's a guy you know if you just look at his stats and let his agent tell you, mm-hmm. he is only getting better and better and better. There's no. This is a Michigan State guy, by the way, Foxy. Yeah, I know. It's fucking Michigan State. It's guy. sad to see. Actually, I didn't think he be like this i'm gonna be on your <laughs> is guys that right side. yeah you didn't what no. made you think that what 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 could have possibly made you think that i just think he's a good guy <laughs> he maybe he is though by the way we don't know him. this is all business yeah. by the way this is all business now granted business is the reason why this show is happening and releasing at noon by the way tuesday thursday at noon um how far into this thing are we <laughs> about an hour okay i want to do something okay dig say a word right now Yup. Okay. Tweet me with the hashtag PMS2. Use an actual point and zero. I know the hashtag will stop after that. <laughs> PM, hashtag PMS2.0 with the word that Diggs just said. First person to tweet us that wins a... Um, hmm. What should they win? Maybe 50... No, $100 Visa uh, card. Oh, $100 for anything you want. Anything you want. $100 Visa card. First person to tweet, uh, hashtag PMS 2.0. What is it, Diggs? Yup. Y-U-P. Yup. One P? Maybe three Ps. There it is. Y-U-P-P-P. Hashtag PMS 2.0. This is going to be something that's going to happen every show, whether it's merch, uh, gift card like this, things like that, because as soon as it comes out at noon, I would enjoy, I would thank if you guys listen, and let's win. Let's do this together. Because there's a lot of give and take here. Like us recording the show this morning and then releasing it at noon, I'll be able to tweet with people while the show's going on. I'm very excited for this whole thing. Uh, Heartland Radio, Monday, Wednesday, we'll be doing the same thing. Whether it's our new merch line, that's going to be launching, I think, in next week. I believe we're launching a merch mm-hmm. line. It's only like two shirts. Yeah. So I don't know if Good it's start. a line. It's more like a colon. Got <laughs> <laughs> gotta start somewhere. But that's how they're the best two shirts of all time, though. They're pretty good shirts. Oh yeah. Pretty good shirts. And not a lot of people have them. And I know that strictly because I had to place the order for how many shirts there were. <laughs> <laughs> there, there won't be a lot of them. Uh, so hashtag PMS 2.0. 
Yup with three Ps. First person to do that wins a $100 Visa uh, credit card. Appreciate that. Also, best review in the, uh, what's that? The iTunes store. In the iTunes thing. Best review, most hilarious review, uh, eloquent. Ty will read these. Mm -hmm. Ty will pick. You will win a $50 Visa cash card. $50. Now we're winning. And possibly a Madden code if you don't have one. So Ooh. maybe we give away a Madden code and fifty dollars best review. Wow. We need because we're starting from zero here. By the mm-hmm. way, we're right back at zero, yep. right back where we started <laughs> when we were in the basement of my house recording into bad devices. <laughs> here Ghosts. we are back at it. College football digs. You want to give a little rundown of everything that happened? Uh, Nick Saban was a dick, <laughs> <laughs> bro. What was that all about? I don't. All, all she did. I, Maria Taylor is that her name? Yeah. yeah. Uh, all she did was basically ask, "How did your quarterbacks play?" And he fucking. Went off on her. For for no reason, by the way. Maybe, I don't know, after they win, by the way, by a lot. I get it. Bill Belichick, we're on to this. We're yeah, on to right. We're miserable. We're not talking about it. Don't get too high on the highs, too lows on the low. But he was miserable. Well, it wasn't a trapping type question. How do the you way feel, he reacted. How do you feel about your quarterbacks? Yeah, they Stop both played asking. great. <laughs> That's all you had to say. It was like, wild, wasn't it? Like when you have... Uh, someone who started the entire last season and then lost his job to another guy and then both of them play in the game, you're going to get the fucking question on how they played. Hey, Nick, welcome to college football, by the way. <laughs> That's why he fucking couldn't hack at the pros because he couldn't oh. take anything not going his way. Well, he wants that hard knock show. He's a dictator. He wants the hard knock show where they're inside. Mm-hmm. Are they really, though? He wants the $20 million, $15 million dining hall. He wants all the perks of college football. But the only negative is having to deal with press and media. And mm-hmm. when you're at the top of the mountain, which Alabama is – I mean, you're going to get questions about the most important position on a football team. Mm -hmm. And if she would have, like, fired back at him, like, three, four times, maybe I get it. But standard post-game field interview. Yeah, just doing her job. Nick, that's tough, And apparently he called her on uh, Sunday morning and apologized. Well, yeah. I mean, he should (laughs) have. Publicly or privately? Privately. I think that's just chicken shit. I don't know. He's fucking. Well, because he knows he's going to see her again. This yeah, season. for sure. The old dictator having to fucking swallow his I like words. That a lot. If she re-asked that question next week, that would be the funniest Maybe thing. We put that time. shirt out. Dictator Nick, uh, with a picture of his face. <laughs> quick question, Nick. Uh, last time, not so good. You did the same thing this game, where one guy played and then the other guy played. They're both pretty important to the whole storyline here. How do you think your quarterbacks did today? Goes, you fucking bitch! <laughs> <laughs> just walks off. That'd be beautiful. Nick Saban was also a Michigan State guy at one point. Oh, yeah. Not a good trend. Uh, he's going. from West Virginia, though, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But he's he from was West the coach. What could have possibly been going on like behind the scenes that made him so it's just like It's just like the Doug Peterson thing. He's just tired of hearing the same question because he doesn't have a good fucking answer for it. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't. Doug Peterson, I think they've been covering some shit up. That's why. That's like Andrew Luck whenever he was getting interviewed, whenever yeah, yeah. he had a hurt shoulder. Uh, it was all every answer he gave was terrible because I think they were telling him he couldn't say certain things. Uh, so Andrew Luck couldn't be Andrew Luck, right? So yeah. they're like, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say this. If you say this, we say this. Right. So Andrew Luck's interviews were always just like very dead down. And that's, I don't know that for sure, but that's just from watching somebody give interviews, hearing him say things and just being like, that answer didn't make any sense. And versus now where he's just wide open about everything and I'm assuming they're doing the same thing with Doug Peterson. Where they're I, like, you can't say this, you can't say this, you can't say this. And it seems like Doug Peterson's personality is more like uh, just want to kind of keep it moving, you know? I think uh, Doug is also 
Not the media's fault, by the way. Every mm-hmm. practice and every preseason game, and realizing Nick Foles is who he thought we who we thought he was. Super Bowl MVP, and he has to start him. Oh, you're saying pre camp out in the yeah, woods? Yeah. yeah. Pre little uh, peace pipe in the woods, decide to come back to football. <laughs> I have a question about that. How yeah. much of that is associated with Frank Reich leaving? Like, how important is that in the locker room? I'm hoping that? a lot, by yeah. the way. <laughs> as a Colts fan, I'm hoping Frank Reich is the reason why Nick Foles could potentially be doing bad. Agreed. That'd be good for the Colts. Yeah, that'd be great. Great for the Colts. Be really good for the Colts. It's a one-year wonder. Nick Foles out. Speaking That's crazy. Speaking of uh, West Virginia coaches, Jim ba- or Jimbo Fisher leaves Florida State, mm. and they look like dog shit. Yikes. Dog shit. <laughs> Bro, so much swagger. The kickoff team doing the yep. whole thing. Love it. Love everything about it. The whole stadium blacked out. Mm-hmm. Love it. Florida State, we're back at it. Let's go. Dog shit football team. And Aguayo <laughs> misses a chippy. That's Tough that family. That, that family. mom does not deserve it. <laughs> they were on top of the world. Oh, yeah. The Aguayo family was on top of the world. Second round draft pick. Now it's all coming down. It's yeah, all Florida coming State looked uh, Florida, uh, Virginia Tech, top Florida State. Defenses, by the way, looked really good. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're f- I, a lot of like the LSU Miami game, I think like I was the first quarter, like those dudes were fucking flying around. Hitting, too. Yeah. Like that Virginia Tech Florida State game was some hitting. I, I enjoyed it. From a standpoint of like, this is good defense. Mm-hmm. But man, watching that team just stumble, fumble all over themselves. And watching you bet Flor- or Virgi- or Florida Virginia, State. No, I had Virginia Tech. Oh, you did? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. I put my everything I had left in my bank account because I had a rough weekend, put it on Virginia Tech. <laughs> We're back, baby. We're back. We're back. <laughs> put that money in my bookie. I'm Promo code to. Pat. They'll match mm-hmm. it. Beat Pat McAfee this Thursday, 11.50. I get five minutes. Can I hit 19 three NBA threes in five minutes? I'm yeah, saying yes. Be a piece of cake. I'm thinking I can, too. Mm-hmm. Is your jump shot back? I don't know. I'm going to have to work today. Oh. I'm going to have to do some work today. I blew out my shoulder. People forget. Blew out my shoulder carrying groceries. In <laughs> I think you do it in three minutes. I was going to say five minutes is a lot of time. So we're going to have a rack there next to me. Yep. I, I can pick from any spot. So you don't have to like go all the way around and then back? No, I could pick it from any spot. It just has to be an NBA 3. you got to find that sweet spot. So I think I know I'm going to go from the, uh, what's the side? Wing. wing. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I think I'm going to go from a wing right next to a pillar. Yeah. <laughs> right on the other side of a pillar. We'll have a rack there. I assume Zito's going to have to go run and buy a bunch of basketballs today. Yep. I don't know who's going to be rebounded. Need an athlete under there. You what's need, that? You need- I was going to say, is this bet with just you shooting your own rebounding or no. someone's rebounding? No, no, those, okay. those no. Those balls sure, can yeah. come back. No, okay. you, you need rebounders, and then you need someone standing next to, next to you catching the or oh. Putting oh. it Put in it, a rack. Yeah. In the right. For you get, yes, yeah. so I can grab the rack. Bang. Yeah. Five minutes, 19 threes. I'm pretty good at handling racks, so I think I should be next to this. <laughs> Jeez, you're the worst. <laughs> You're the absolute worst. <laughs> you also need a guy to put the three up every time you shoot one. Uh, and then go like, you know, next to you. Yeah. So, oh, that like, like in the ref Todd. shirt? Yeah. 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 I think like Todd's wearing the ref shirt. <laughs> in the ref shirt. Zito will have the Flava Flav clock on his chest around his neck so the crowd can see how much time. So I'm buying a clock today and balls. Yes. Okay. And I don't think this, is, this type of thing has been done before. Where you can just gamble on... Somebody live for five minutes. Come, yeah. one, come, all, come one, come all for the degenerates. Yeah. yeah. Promo code Pat, 100% match on that. I love that. Any other stories? West Virginia knocks down Tennessee, by yeah, the way. Yeah, fucking the shit handled out of them. them. Will Greer looks really fucking good. He throws the ball in an interesting way. It looks like he palms the whole mm-hmm. fucking ball. And he's just putting it on a dime. Like, he's hitting throws that normally, and this sounds bad, I watched Jameis Winston play Pitt 
mm-hmm. his final Dude, year at Florida yeah, State. He looked really good that game. And that game, he was throwing balls like to a like a pinpoint. That's what Will Greer looked like mm-hmm. last night or this weekend. Will Greer was putting the ball in spots where yeah, he's really good. Runners ball shit like that. It was great. Uh, I just want to let you know too. I'm a big WVU guy this year. Really? Huge, yeah. How come? I'm a big John Denver fan. Oh, Country Roads. <laughs> Greatest tradition in college football. Dana yeah, Holgerson I, said it right after the game. I, I was had like, goosebumps. Good, good marketing, Dana Holgerson. We've been doing that for a long time after every win. Country Roads in the whole stadium. It's beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. Underrated, a, I think. It's a great tradition. Uh, I definitely pandered this weekend. Yeah, I saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it, And I put out that the greatest tradition in, in football is Iowa, waving to the uh, kids uh, at the uh, children's hospital. Yep, go Hawks. You're such a good guy, dude. <laughs> I really am. All right. Speaking of Pitt, though, college football, they play Penn State. Penn State barely snuck out over Appalachian State. Oh, AQ was not AQ happy with me. AQ was not happy. <laughs> he, he went after me, too, because I couldn't find it on TV. Oh, yeah, thanks. What are you, you're I was loving skull. it. I was watching the meltdown on Twitter. I was blacked out. out, too, pretty much what was happening. So I saw him go after you. Yeah. So I knew that it would piss him off. So I tweeted, where can I watch the App State game at? Yeah, I saw that. It's, <laughs> it's so over, Pat. AQ, it's over. Don't worry about it. AQ was fucking upset. How about that, though? James Franklin's supposed to be a real good coach. Penn State's supposed to be pretty He's good. a good recruiter. He's been known as a good recruiter. His coaching always been a little uh, skeptical. You don't, you don't play Appalachian State Week One. No, come on. Yeah. This is it was a tale the eleventh of time, year anniversary of uh, Appalachian Michigan. Corey yeah. Lynch, by the way, was a member of our special teams at the Colts. Good guy. He's the one that blocked the kick. Oh, hmm. Special teams guru mm-hmm. was with the Colts at the early part of my career. Good guy. Had no idea it was him until the highlight was shown in a team meeting. He was sitting right next to me. And he was like, yeah, that was the biggest moment of my life. <laughs> I was like, that's you? Yeah, he he got, like, yeah he, I'm like, holy shit, you could sign pictures of that forever the rest of your him, life. Uh, did you give him shit? I always thought, like, because he got tracked down at, like, the five. White guy. Yeah. Didn't get in. He's a white safety. <laughs> Great. Could get real skinny, could get thin, could block, knew where the ball was. That fucking handoff oh, punt oh, touchdown. Oh, like, yeah, Toledo? VMI. Yeah, Toledo. Virginia Toledo. Military Institute in Toledo. Unbelievable. It looked like a fake video. There's you know nobody I mean? blocking. Like, he real. was so casual about it too. Didn't even celebrate. So you're Should supposed to. So people for people don't know this. When you block a punt, you're supposed to go down. Mm-hmm. So you're supposed to go down to the ball. Everybody goes up. You're never going to get it. You're supposed to go down to the ball like you're diving into a pool. When you block a field goal, you're supposed to drive and go up. So it's two different. Some people try to block a punt. Like I should have had probably three more punts blocked, but the dumbass Russian put his <laughs> hands up and it just went right through his fucking hands. So you're actually supposed to like dive into a pool right at the ball like right at the foot that guy picture perfect block it looked as if there was nobody blocking <laughs> nobody at all blo- he almost beat the ball back there mm-hmm. and at that moment you you hope for the brand he does the kevin huber oh, yep. kevin behind huber back. <laughs> behind the back pool thing you know you kind of hope for that but that punter was a sitting duck he actually commented on my video he commented and he was like, my op time was good, man. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm like, <laughs> nothing you can do, bro. Nothing you can do. Op time, operation time, by the way. Yeah. He got his shit off in the right time. Now, a block punt for Florida State last night. That punter looked bad, too. That punter That's looked- Beamer ball, baby. That pun- mm-hmm. Is it, though? That's Beamer ball, baby. And they always say that. It's like one every five years they do something now good. Now it is. When they were in their prime, like they were fucking getting like three or five, three to five like a season. 
Maybe Beamer Ball is the reason why special teams changed completely, where they started putting real athletes on there. That's why I can't. That's, do, what, that's why I can't do directional punts anymore in the NFL. Really, like coffin corners, you can't really do it anymore because to do that, you have to step out of like the blo- your pocket, and they just got like six foot five monsters <laughs> coming off the edge, just waiting to break your fucking leg in half. It's like I'll oh, just hit this little pooch shot. And then instead. because of, I don't know if it's because of that, I remember Florida Urban Meyer used to st- put like his fastest, like even like if you were the starting running back, you were on the punt blocked. Ed Reed. Yeah. Yeah. That's what fucking Ed Reed did. <laughs> that moment with me and Ed Reed at the end of that Baltimore Ravens game, like a minute 10 left in the game, we're up by two or something. Just look at him. What the fuck are you doing out here to block this punt? And he just shrugs at me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt less of a man than that moment right there. Like, well, I hope Jack Doyle blocks his fucking Ed Reed. <laughs> Jack Doyle, good luck. All right, let's get out of here. It's been a fun day. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can uh, watch this on the YouTube if you'd like to watch it back. Sus- subscribe, rate, review. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heartland Radio tomorrow at noon releasing. Todd guiding the ship. We'll have a good time with that. Pat McAfee show at noon on Thursday, 11.50. Get your bets in. 18 and a half threes in five minutes. NBA threes in five minutes. Hammer the over. And they'll match the deposit 100% up to $1,000. This is easy money. Uh, and DraftKings, go ahead and win. One million dollars. Promo code Pat off your first deposit. Get a free entry into a one million dollar prize pool. Big shout out to DraftKings. Big shout out to my bookie for keeping this whole thing running. And whatever sponsors come on Thursday, very thankful for them. There's a lot happening behind the scenes. I got a lot of meetings too, by the way. Three of the five mainstream networks, sports networks, have reached out to me, and we have conversations in the next couple of days. Will we be a live show again soon? I'm not sure. I very much love this potential schedule we're in right now. <laughs> but there's a lot of conversations happening. I'm very thankful. A lot of companies have reached out that didn't reach out in the past. A lot of big swinging dicks, to be honest, have showed up in my emails that, swang, I, swang. that I did not expect. It was an overwhelming weekend. I thank everybody so much for your love. I thank Barstool for the year and a half that they taught me how to do the internet and helped me out with everything in the transition post-NFL. Obviously, things got a little ugly in the business side of things, but that's kind of what happens when you're 713 miles away. That was my decision to stay in Indianapolis because I fucking love this city. Uh, But to everybody listening, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're the absolute best. Subscribe, rate, review. Best review, Madden Code and $50 thing. And a uh, question earlier, PMS two point, get your answer. If it's already, you're probably already missed it, if I had to guess. <laughs> Diggs has something on his uh, computer, investors. Possibly, Possibly you. Yeah. So it's a YouTube show, too, every single day. Diggs is looking for cash. You can Venmo the kid. Kids hurt. Aside from that, we don't have music, but Ty Schmidt, hit the music. <laughs>